listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the 9to5 Entertainment System. As always, if you enjoy 9ES, head to patreon.com slash 9to5cc and subscribe to the 9ES Deluxe package, which gets you access to bonus time, which is a bonus episode that airs on Fridays every week that 9ES is published. On this week's Garbage Time, we talk about Umbrella Academy, Moon Knight, uh, Warren Ellis, and Superbad. Uh, but in the main episode, the episode you're listening to right now, we talk about Jazz Fest, we talk about Elon Musk, we talk about Kiss FM and Rage Against the Machine, Mambouche Dying, The Rogers Outers, Stranger Things 4, and Picard Season 2. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the entertainment system. Scheduled episode of Nine to Five. Scott is gonna ask out Marissa on the first date to prom. Ooh, previously on Nine ES. <laughs> As the Nine ES spins, That's, but I've been... iTunes has other ideas. <laughs> uh, always getting in the way. <laughs> Damn it, iTunes! Uh, Archer finished all of his um, Harry Potter books. Did you just break your chair, sir. Nope, it just came unlocked for the back. Okay. <laughs> did he finish all of the Harry Potter books, or did he finish all of his Harry Potter books? All of the Harry Potter books that he is old enough to read without being totally freaked out. Wait, so where um, does that stop? Yeah. Three? Five? Five? Five. Five. I think once you're into five, you can go all the way. Isn't five Half-Blood Prince? No. Five is Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Like, Sirius Black and dies and stuff in 5, doesn't he? Yep. So, yeah. I think, I think once, you're in, once you're into 5, you're good. Just keep rolling. Keep rolling. No, he's, he's, he's done for now. He's, he's also let it know. Like he's, he was pushing it the last ones, so hmm. doesn't want to dig too deep, and that's fine. Uh, so uh, I decided with him to read him uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. Oh yeah, you were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Just finished it today. Very, yeah. very exciting. He was like, "She's dead, dead." I told you it was going to be her. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of fakeouts on the way. Every everyone who got knocked out at the end of a an issue, he was like, "Wolverine died. Storm died." It was <laughs> yes. great. There's very so bad. much of that in those like '80s comics and stuff. Oh. There's still it's still pretty prevalent. Like. The faux cliffhangers on the end of comic books are like borderline ridiculous when you stop and think that they all, like, almost invariably on the monthlies end in a cliffhanger. Like, and they're and and they're almost never delivered. Oh man! Also, I kind of read comic books like the whole page at once. Mm-hmm. So having to go panel to panel and voice to voice, you really absorb the the Chris Claremont of those 80s X-Men. What does that mean? He's got so many sayings that he uses over and over again. Like, he, she will belong to him, mind, body, and soul. <laughs> A lot. I think even in just hmm. that one trade paperback, he uses it like four or five times. <laughs> like, good job, Chris. I get, I get what you're saying, but... Oof. Well, but I think that even also is like a, a tag up on the older, like like writing style and whatever like even just the fact that like we always say like friendly neighborhood spider-man whatever like that just comes from like every time an issue got introduced stan would write it's your friendly neighborhood spider-man tangling with electro or like it's your friendly neighborhood spider-man trying to make a date with mary jane like you know like just like using those same little like strings of of words together again and again and again i think is also very very classic comic book reading <clears throat> I Does think he like so, it? but there's something. Yes, he was super into it. Yeah, no quarter asked, none given. That was another one. <laughs> yeah, I remember that because I read I read the Dark Phoenix series a year or two ago at some point during the band. Yeah, yeah. Whenever time is a flat circle, but yeah. like, <clears throat> but yeah, I remember. Yeah, no quarter asked, none given is is pops up that one basic, basically times. every showdown. <laughs> like, <laughs> It was, it was great. Uh, I'm very happy to have read it. Archer was like, "That's where it ends." I was like, "Yes, that's where it ends." Gene dies. 
the Watcher opines, and uh, the end. Book closed. It's over. Yeah. Speaking of comic books, so I was at uh, Pub Trivia at Wolf and Workman last night. And nice. the, they, they always try to do, um, like, they kind of try to do, like, current event categories, sort of. So, like, three of the categories last night were, like, Wimbledon, because it was Wimbledon, Jazz, because it was Jazz Fest, and uh, Comic Books, because it was Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, like, they literally, the team was just sort of like, here's the paper for Comic Book. And it was Marvel or DC, mm-hmm. like, characters, and it was absurd. <laughs> Like, just know how easy it was. I was, like, okay. considering, like, how some of the, like, like, a lot more stretch, like, for, like, like jazz stuff and whatever was, like, you know, like, pianist and whatever. You're, like, okay, it's, like, Oscar Peterson, like, common knowledge and stuff. Like, you're, like, it's, it's, it's up there. It's famous Montreal. They're, like, yeah, yeah. absolutely trivia, but, like, something to do. The five, if I can remember them, were Superman, Marvel or DC. Like, come on now. Uh, Catwoman. Silver Surfer, Wilson Fisk, which I think he thought was maybe his like, like his trick, answer. his trick question, and then I can't remember the fifth one, but it was like Wilson Fisk was like the trickiest. But if you know the TV show, you can't miss. Right? It's like yeah. I'm like it's D'Onofrio. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. He shows like, up. He shows up in two seasons of Daredevil. The Defenders and the Hawkeye series. Like, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like he's a pretty, pretty commonplace name here. And I was like, geez. And like Catwoman is, was just in a Batman. Like Silver Surfer, I guess. Like maybe he's at least he's at least not like present in the films and or TV shows that yeah. present. But like, has he appeared whatsoever in the MCU? Not in the no. official MCU, but he's in one of those awful Fantastic Four moves. Rise Ooh. of the Silver Surfer. Fan four stick. Exactly. That's no. <laughs> no, the, the middle one. Not right. Fan four stick. Yeah. Fan four stick. Just Dr. Doom again. The, right. it was, it's the, the, the second one with the Jessica Alba cast, right? I think. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because Fan four stick was like a reboot. Yeah. Yeah. So stupid. Mm. Speaking of Mr. Fantastic, I saw mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. How was that? That's the Sam Raimiest of all the Marvel movies. We talked about this last time. I think we did. Yeah. Did, did either of you guys watch it so we could? No. Neither of you watch the big. I've been busy. I went to. The, I went to like. I actually went to the probably the most number of jazz fest shows that I've been to like ever. Maybe like I went. To, I went to like five different, five or six different acts at jazz fest, and usually I go for like a night or two, and like maybe like one or two acts a night. So anything stand out? Uh, Tasha Sano was, I didn't go to, I'm not going to the roots. It was wait, so many, like the nights I went that were incredibly packed and like knowing that it would be double that for the roots. I was like, no, sir. I do not want to, I don't know. What did they put on the attendance on it? I saw like close to a hundred thousand or something. And I was like, the nights I was there. Who were wants like, COVID? <clears throat> that's, yeah, the, the I, that's also the most though, late thirties, early forties jazz fest experience. I went to more than I ever have before, but I didn't go to the big headliners. It'd be too crowded. <laughs> I mean, also, it's like... <laughs> it's so mainstream. Yeah, I was going to say, it's also like hipster. <laughs> I went to a bunch of jazz fests, but not, they play on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, what the, it doesn't even say Roots. What does it say? Doesn't doesn't estimate it. So it wasn't, it wasn't a, what do you call it? I don't think it was an attendance record. Anyway, whatever. Uh, I went to see Tosh Sultana, who opened up the, the Jazz Fest festivities. Uh, they were great. Uh, put on a really great show. Uh, watched uh, Lee Fields. Do you know Lee Fields? Nope. Scott. Name sounds familiar. I don't know where <clears throat> very, I like, operates very much in the same sound space as Charles Bradley, but is alive. Okay. So that's cool. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, I would say he was probably a highlight. Just A, was uh, not so crowded that you were a mile back, but like still put on like a completely like mind-blowing browsing show. Kind of does some of the James Brown like fake walk-offs and like runs back to the mic and all that <laughs> stuff and, and all that. And 
gets everybody like sings <clears throat> looks out to the crowd and he's like you're a damn fine looking audience out there and he's like he's like a lot of beautiful ladies and a lot of handsome men but you know i don't have a song about dudes this song's called beautiful ladies <laughs> that was like amazing yeah, and you know, doing doing all the crowd work stuff, like p- pointing out to the girls and being like, "Excuse me, what's your name?" And he's like, mm, "I know your man is pleased," and like all that stuff. And you're like, and he's like seventy one years old, and you're like, "Ha, you can't cancel him." This <laughs> <laughs> is like, this guy's from like actual funk and soul pedigree. He's fine. Uh, Lee Fields was really great. I saw, I can't remember one of the other bands. I saw, I saw Brand Van. I saw Brand Van 3000. Ooh, how were they? They were really they, shitty the one time I saw them 20 years ago. Uh, they were, I, they were victims of bad sound. Really? Like it was, oh, that sucks. it really sucks. <laughs> I think that just the, the quick turnover of the stages and quick sound checks and whatever else like that and then they're like well we have 10 vocalists and 20 instruments yep. and we change play different styles of music every five seconds and it did not mesh well like inevitably someone's vocals were too low or bass was too low or this was too like every like and then they kind of like corrected it as the song sort of went on yeah and then now they're like well that was a hip-hop song now it's time for rock <laughs> like next song reggae now it's a salsa song <laughs> so uh, yeah it's a fun show but like absolutely the sound quality was uh, was not not at all on par with the other even like the other like big big stage shows that we saw like 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 Tashiltana were more people and sounded better like in terms of like audience size and like I think I was as might have been even further back for Tashiltana and it sounded better than the like Grand Van did which is like I said not necessarily not necessarily a them problem but yeah, still but whenever your show, show. Yeah. Whenever you go see a show and you start thinking about the soundboard, that's that's never a great time. No. But I mean, I can also at least at least understand the logistics of I think like playing multiple bands of like different styles and sounds and like quick change from one band to the other and setting them up and it's a huge huge space downtown with like crazy acoustics because there's buildings everywhere and whatever and then to have a band that is like like i said a gazillion vocalists and a bunch of different musical styles so their levels are going to be all over yeah, the but place they have they have people whose job it is to to not fuck that up you would think you'd think but i'm like maybe they just hired some dawson students because they're brand van like i don't know right <laughs> I kind of recall that being the problem when I saw them 20 years ago, though I could be wrong. It was like a big show with them and the Prodigy and some other people. I went with Risa. Remember Risa? No. Nope. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for garbage time. <laughs> we talk about Risa. <laughs> I don't think we're doing that. <laughs> Put that behind like a $100 paywall. <laughs> no, she was nice. She was fun. She was, yeah. Uh, and then we finished off the uh, Friday night by going to see Sons, mm-hmm. which they're they're like a like a psychedelic like motoric rock band mm-hmm. uh, from Montreal. And what I enjoy them, but what I don't understand is so they have this like this little stage, well, like the TD Club Montreal or whatever. So it's a stage that's like nestled in like the middle courtyard of Place des Arts. So I guess they can get away with like having music after eleven there because usually they have to shut down all the live shows so they just, they just kind of like make it a little like nightcap show right but like there's nothing after it right it's like but it's the really all the other stages are shut down it's 11 o'clock and they're i guess kind of like probably skirting the rules a little bit on the basis of their like a 40 year old festival in the city and whatever and they're like eh, we can do one little stage an hour longer surrounded by place des Arts itself though there's no residential buildings like yeah immediately on top of it this is sunny sun Suns, S U U N S. You'd probably you'd like them if I mean yeah. if you if that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like kind of like that that really like droning psychedelic like do 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 and like again and again and again and like these loops and there's like people are just kind of like standing around like not into it and I was like go home man I'm like, <laughs> like I was like they're, they're, it's not gonna change I'm like you're you're 20 minutes into their set and I was like I promise you 
<laughs> this is what it is. Like they're not going to mix it up whatsoever. And then they had like their their big song. Uh, what is it? It was like 2012 or whatever. I think was the title. The title of their big song. Like they then like they closed with it, but in like a crazy distorted kind of unrecognizable version of it. So even if you were waiting for that one song, they didn't really play it. Hmm. <laughs> Which I was like, hats off to Sons for being like, you want to listen? And then there's also the people who were way into it and probably aided by a good deal of narcotics. <laughs> just like guy and girl just like hands all over each other, just like writhing and spinning on the dance floor. And I was like, well, they're having a good time. I was uh-huh. like, if you're not on their level, you know, don't just go home. Like, <laughs> that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Get there. But yeah, no, I, I I could not understand the logic of people kind of just like standing around looking disinterested. And I was like, this is it, man. Maybe they were enjoying it in their way. I mean, I feel that if you have your back to the stage and you're just talking to your friends, you're you're not really enjoying it. Isn't that like peak hipster enjoyment? There's a chance they forgot how to concert, though. Maybe. They just thought they were in their living room. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, but it was like, yeah, a wild amount of people who were just like milling about talking to each other. And I was like, and again, like not, not to say it's ever respectful of a band. But, like, I've seen that sort of behavior usually, like, with openers before the main band starts. Okay, like, man. Come on. It's been so long since anybody's been out to a show. All, the, all bets are off for the next year. But that's what I'm saying. Everything's going to be but, kooky. But it's also, like, 11.30, and this is the last thing. Just go home. Go, like, grab a beer. And, like, and the thing is, the, the whole terrace is open. So you could easily not be in the crowd, still right. listen to the music, and, like, sit at a little bench. And then we could have a chat. I was like, if that's your vibe that was available to you. You didn't have to like get out of earshot of music to enjoy talking to your friends with a band playing. Mm. They had that option. That option was there. Anyway, it was wild. Uh, yeah. Jazz Fest would, would do again. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, I think they pulled out a lot of the stops for the lineup. I think they really wanted to get a lot of people back and, uh, I think they kind of pulled it off. Wild, wild number amounts of people though. Like even like, um, I didn't go because it was D&D, but they did, like, Kri, who's, like, a local electronic guy. Like, there was, like, 30-plus thousand people showed up to his free show on a Wednesday. And he's, nice. like, he was, like, what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was just, like, cool. <clears throat> I will say a lot of people uh, obviously turned out for Brand Van. One of my coworkers was, like, had never heard of them. He's from uh, Brazil. And he was, like, okay. uh, did not enjoy. He's, like changed too much too many different styles didn't i was like well i don't know man i re i re-listened to glee i think it was mm-hmm. within the last couple like year or two and there were like nuggets of extreme genius in there but there were there was a lot of a lot of eh, it's okay. a lot of, i mean like i'm yeah. super nostalgic for i think both both albums like there's the third one that i'm less into like the, the, the one that starts with discosis no discosis is good uh, yeah that's what that, that album start to finish yeah, it's good. And then it was then because that that's like the the one with the like the little the deer and the bunny on the cover. And then it was like the lady on the cover. I think that would might even be called Discosis. Is that right? Or maybe that's anyway. And then there was like the third yeah. one, which was Rose. Rose is the third one, and Rose was kind of bleh. okay. I don't know that I ever heard it. Anyway, but yeah, like the first two are maybe not like back to front solid, but like I could put I could put probably both of those albums on and play them start to finish and not sure. be like mad at anything. I will say so I weird. Just, I just I just got word from our producer. Uh, first album was Glee. Second album was Discosis. Then they released Rosé in oh. 2006 and The Garden in 2010. Hmm. Never heard The Garden. Never heard that either. Huh? Uh, so shocking though. Shocking brand van news. They <laughs> did not play couch surfing. Huh. Weird. I bet they're probably Weird. sick of that after 25 well, years. Yeah, but they're not touring. They haven't like played music in like 15 years or whenever the Garden came out. <laughs> like, like I cannot imagine like if the brand that hasn't toured in yeah. ever. Like they're, I, I was like, how sick can they be? And they obviously played drinking in LA. Yeah, and they were also this was this whole thing was like meant to be a celebration of Glee because it's the 25th anniversary. Hmm. Uh, but they and played, they didn't play couch surfing. But they exactly, and they didn't play couch surfing. They yeah. did obviously play uh, 
uh, whatever the the Miles Davis track there. All I want to do is love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and that that's off of Discosis, not yeah. not Glee. But then I was like, so yeah, no couch surfing and also no love cliche. And I was like, huh? I, I was like, why would you like not? Huh? Love cliche. Love I don't remember that. You're my love cliche. I'm just like those are like literally the radio tracks. Right. Like, yeah. that's a, I was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the 25th anniversary thing to playing to like 40,000 people in Montreal, you'd think that you'd like. Maybe they were it. saving it for an encore they didn't get to do. Well, yeah, but they know the time stops at 11. They don't get to do. Man, I don't know. They're rock stars. They don't know how anything works. They don't know Crazy. how anything happens. <clears throat> or maybe there's that and line in love cliche about. Their... Like, they released a greatest hits album uh, in 2014, and it's Astounded is the first track, then Couch yeah. Surfer, Drinking in LA, <laughs> uh, Grace Loaded, Go Shopping, Montreal. I don't recognize the rest of these. <laughs> and then another version of Drinking in LA. Yeah. And the best of album, they have two Drinking in LA's. Well, I mean, that's pretty good too. Best out. They start. They started off with loaded, which is always a got the crowd moving. Anyway, yeah, yeah, worth it. Well done, Jazz Fest. <laughs> Festivals are back. Just for laughs is starting like this when this episode comes out. I think they're starting media previews and some of the club shows start up on Friday. Festivals, you guys. I haven't Super been digging into Fantasia stuff, but. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be, like, by the time Fantasia is going on, we're going to be well aware if all of this stuff is just spreading new Fantasia mysterious... starts, like, this week, right? Really? Like, yeah. Wow. The 15th? 16th? Uh, yep. Okay, maybe we won't know. 100,000 <laughs> people at a Jazz Fest show? I wonder what's going to well, happen. Well, I mean, the, but the Francofolie was doing 20,000, 30,000 for the, like, the week or two before. So, mm-hmm. I don't think... Uh, I mean, not to say if we're going to see a spike, we'd see a spike. Because we are kind of seeing at least definitely an uphill climb in hospitalizations. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what any of this means? And they only update us weekly now. Thanks, government. Uh, like, it's probably fine. I was hanging out with a buddy of mine this weekend who was like, well, he's like, if they do shut things down, it won't be till October or November. It's an election year. I was like, yep. True that. Yep. Probably correct. <laughs> He's like, we'll just ride this. We'll ride this wave all the way till Lego gets reelected. I wonder what happens if it gets like out of control. People really start dying again, or the health system breaks down in a way that it's been threatening to, you know, for the last six months. They can't. It's not like you can just. Oh, everything's fine. That. I mean, maybe they, you can. They can. Yeah. See, lots of places. The have. state of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so yeah all that to say i didn't see the emoji movie oh i wanted to hear <laughs> about the poop emoji voiced by sir william shatner I, I or was, uh, patrick, patrick stewart. stewart patrick stewart Ooh. i was gonna start going. a star trek flames there sir william shatner you gave him a knighthood even mm-hmm. can he get one as a member, of I the really Commonwealth? don't think so. I think he's he's like still proudly Canadian. Yeah, but I was like, but can you knight a member of the Commonwealth? Oh no, I guess you can. You can get like her. Uh, what do you call it? H, her, like H M something. Yes, her Majesty's H M O. Her Majesty's yeah. Order. Her Majesty's Servant. Maybe I'm H M S. They put that in front of boats. boats. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in front of people. <laughs> they should. Maybe a person can be as important as a boat. I know there's a royal. I know there's that you can become a member of the Royal Canadian Order, but I think that's a Canadian. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Honorific. But I, I'm sure the Queen can give something to a like upstanding member of the Commonwealth. Queen can do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. The Queen. These are all made up rules anyway. True. <clears throat> exactly. She wants to knight someone. Just do it. Make it happen. Knight your corgis. We we are we skipping over news. Uh, I mean, is there anything happening in the news? Elon Musk has secret children. Lots of them. Lots of them. He also uh, is trying to back out of buying Twitter. And um, Twitter is like hired some of the, these, I forget what the, the big court battle they won, but these like super rock star lawyers to try and force him to pay the amount that he offered five, uh, 5240 a share or 5420. Um, 
that it? <laughs> is that it? I mean, he, uh, Twitter, Joe Biden, yeah. Joe Biden uh, Ron Burgundy himself. Oh, did you did you hear this? No. no. Uh, so he was reading from a teleprompter. Oh no! Did it have a question then, mark at the end when it shouldn't have? It had some some text in brackets that said. Repeat the previous sentence. Repeat for <laughs> emphasis. And he just read that out. Repeat for emphasis. Oh, no. <laughs> and fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> Great. Uh, was he in San Diego? Imagine. Oh, <laughs> Repeat previous sentences. Repeat for emphasis. Jesus. <laughs> the president. Oh, my God. oh yeah, he's man. years old. I know, I know. You, you get what you pay for there. Like, you either. Oh God, I'm trying to find the exact quote from the news, but there's so many articles. Uh, I'm sure it's all over the place. How how good do you think it would be for civilization if we just set a, like a 55 is your maximum age? to be to to be a participant in the government i mean the fact that the person with access to the nuclear football would probably not be able to set up their own iphone that's bad kind of terrifies me right like that's that's weird like see also the supreme court of the united states see and well and i'm not i'm not just ragging on joe biden like trump i, I have no no faith that he would have been able to to play with his advanced settings on his cell phone. And... Well, wasn't that initial like one of those in, like when he first got elected, there was like a security risk because he wouldn't like upgrade his iPhone to something with like a better like onboard security, and the Secret Service was like, "No, you can't use your old iPhone." And he was like, "I like this one." Like <laughs> he just liked the iPhone that he liked, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This is like a five year old iPhone. We we like literally can't even install." the good, good secret service software onto this device, sir. And he was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Republicans are super happy today. They're like, because of that? Favorite thing in the whole world, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, they're just like super excited. About what? Uh, end of quote, repeat the line, was what he read right off the teleprompter. Oh. End so of him, quote. He made a mistake, so repeat they're like, the unfit line. to lead. Exactly. <laughs> I suppose to I mean, just like muttering, mumbling his, Trump. Taking his magic marker to just show that the hurricane is actually going to hit Arkansas. That was, that was the greatest. This was the map I showed. <laughs> Leader of the free world. Uh, you'll actually notice that I like had a separate press conference. You'll know, remember yesterday where it looked like I was wrong. I wasn't. Here's here's the original map, not doctored by me in any way. It's <laughs> a weird line drawn on the side. Right. Like you're the president. Like hired. Just get get get, get an agent to Photoshop a better one. Like Ugh. awful. That, that's so, all the news that I have for today. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to the news. John, oh. any, anything? No, I, I'm sure there are things that I'm going to be embarrassed to have forgotten in an hour, but um, I didn't I didn't come with any, any excellent stories. Doja Cat got really mad at Noah Schnapp. Oh, yeah, that I did see. Because <laughs> she was trying person. to slide into Eddie Munson's GMs. Yeah. So Doja Cat's a, a musician. Okay. And she had decided that she wanted to uh, hook up with the guy who plays Eddie Munson on Stranger Things. Okay. So she's like, he's cute. I'm famous. Let, let's get together. And then <laughs> the way she did that to like start that ball rolling was to find the youngest member, 17-year-old Noah Schnapp. Will. Will Byers. Will they, Byers. But they were, already, they were already Instagram friends. Okay. But again, remember, 17-year-old. Yes. Weird. Well, but, did she hit on him, or did she just ask him to get the contact like, for? Hey, I would like to sleep with your co-star. Can you can you help me set this up? Well, not Which, quite, but like, hey, he's fine. Much. Can you give me his number? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Okay, so did it work out? So, <laughs> no. Uh, Noah Schnapp, being a seventeen-year-old, uh, posted this 
entire conversation on this TikTok. Green grabbed it and shared it on TikTok. And then she got really mad at him and started calling him out and calling him names and stuff for being a snake. And like immature or whatever. And I'm like, he's 17. <laughs> you asked one of the Stranger King kids for kids for another one's phone number. But he was like, I was shocked to find out. I was like, I was like, why is Doja Cat hitting on one of these? And he's 28. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like much older than I thought he was. But somehow. Still, what a dumb player. Yeah. And ask I... the 17 year old. And then get mad that he goes on to TikTok. How could he TikTok this? He's 17. Ugh, ridiculousness. It's great. And she was like legit mad. She was on live just ranting with with comments scrolling and she was answering her fans and just like ready to burn him to the ground. And this is singer of the popular song Big Dick Energy? Yeah. It's great. It's a great, that's a great track, John. If you, like, if you enjoy uh, Clowncore. Uh-huh. And I do. Check out, check out Big Dick Energy. Uh-huh. It's, it's I Doja will do Cat that. rapping over Mariah Carey's uh, what, Sweet Sweet Destiny? What is the actual Mariah Carey song? Sweet Sweet Fantasy? Fantasy? Yeah, you know like, like my, Mariah Carey's like, Sweet Sweet Fantasy, baby. I, I really have a special despise on for uh, Mariah Carey. Anyway, Carey's so like, take that Mariah Carey backdrop, and then instead of Sweet Sweet Fantasy, it's Doja Cat rapping about big dick energy. <laughs> so pretty much uh, the pinnacle of art in 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure it's not Clamcore, so uh, we'll see. It, it, it's also wild that that song plays on the radio so often, and it's just like, they just say big, big energy. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what she's saying. Yeah, it's like, we're aware of like, oh uh, man. I was like, what is she? I was like, it's, it's, it's like when the, like when they changed the, like, WAP to wet and gushy or something on the radio. And I was like, somehow more upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, Instead of saying wet ass pussy, you're saying wet and gushy, and I was like, I don't think this is, I don't think this is the censored version at all. <laughs> Did we talk about the BC DJ who got fired and just no, we didn't. Happened right boat? after, right after recording. Nope, we'll, what, what happened? We'll, we'll talk about it after these break. <laughs> Particularly litigious, oh. like Bill Cosby. Did we talk about the fact that they got him again? It, like no. it, it, it it barely made news because <laughs> it was just like a done deal. They were like they were like he got he got he got let out on the technicality yeah. of like exclusionary rule or whatever. And like one of the prosecutors was like, "This guy was doing this for like twenty years straight. We'll just find one that he didn't like have protected." Six months later, they're like, "Here it is," and he's like back to jail. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> they were just like. They were like, they're like, yeah, not that worried. Like, it's a bummer. It's a little bit of a, like, absolutely legal process. But like, this guy is wildly guilty of a million billion things. We'll find something. And they were like, we found it. And then they were like, guilty. Great. That, that, that's wonderful. I'm, I'm sad that that didn't get more media play. Yeah, I think it was, I mean, yeah, hang on. Bill Cosby. Boop, boop, boop. Bill Cosby News. Bill Cosby calls a victory. Uh, calls verdict an astonishing victory. Finds he sexually assaulted. Yeah, jury found Bill Cosby sexually abused a 16-year-old girl at the Playboy Mansion in 1975, three weeks ago. Nice. They were just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. "Yep." <laughs> and he was released a year ago. I'm a free man, and I love that they're just like, "Dude, we're just gonna put some Something. work in." Exactly. Just do the legwork, and like less than a year later, they're like, "Here you go." Okay. How do we start talking about this? Uh, Being with we were... Well, no, we talked we about were... how the fact that we we would need advertising, and what right. to bring it all back together. A radio station went twenty four hours without any advertising. So this and... is a Rogers owned radio station out in BC, mm-hmm. and the Kiss. They laid off their entire staff 
mm-hmm. on air, off air, the whole thing. They just pink slip them all, pack your bags, get out. Except for you, Steve. You're still on the air. You finish your show. Yeah, you finish. You finish off as till we like whatever. Do whatever syndication crap or whatever huh. tomorrow. <laughs> so he locked himself in the booth, and for 18 straight hours, played Rage Against the Machine, <laughs> killing in the name of. That's amazing. That's he took, he took requests. He, yeah, <laughs> whatever they requested, he was like, "Nope." <laughs> like killing in the name of again. <laughs> I did he hear took, about this. He took a request from someone that asked for Rage Against the Machine, and he was very excited and happy to accommodate. <laughs> Eighteen straight hours, and you could live stream it because they were still broadcasting on like yeah, like the website the, and stuff was still so yeah, it made like a made the internet, internet rounds. That's yeah. awesome. And unfortunately, though, because this was like a, a actual studio in the real world and all that stuff, it was it's it was so sad that it was the radio edit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's what do they like... say? Isn't there like like two minutes straight of fuck you, I won't do what you tell me? I just think he says like no way I won't do what you tell me or something. Like Ooh. it's like it's it's very, very weird. I was like listening to it, I was like eh. But yeah. <clears throat> something something just something non upset. I don't know. I think it's just I think it's just cut out of the, the vocal track. He, he screams me. motherfucker, doesn't he? At the end yeah, of no, one that, of Yeah, no, that's things. completely muted. Yeah. Mother, mother. When he's like screaming, it's just yeah. that. I know that part's not there. Mm-hmm. And then it looped again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start again. It's it's a great. A great, it was a great day for Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's it for news. I don't have um, anything else. I mean, uh, did Mabuche we talk about... Died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about that. <laughs> did he but... die violently or did he die peacefully? I don't, I didn't, I, I don't know. He didn't was catch. He in jail. I think he was currently. He was still in jail. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He, uh, he was suffering from throat cancer for the last couple of years. Uh, the penitentiary stated that it appeared that he passed due to natural causes. But whenever someone dies, when they're in custody like that, an inquest has to be held. Mm-hmm. But no one was coming out and saying anything other than he was 69 years old and had cancer for years. So hmm. I lived in St. Henry in my very first apartment during the tail end of the biker wars. And mm-hmm. the little cast crew that was two blocks away got exploded while I was living there. It was a big thing. Yeah, man. I remember driving to the train station with my dad every morning, listening to the news, and there were all these reports about bombings or Operation Wolverine, was it? The like yeah. the police anti-biker squad that got set up in the nineties. And then you guys remember, I got a summons for his trial, and then uh, got canceled before I even went. But <laughs> damn straight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do, do not jury on that trial. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so, um, I guess other other news. <laughs> the country f- blacked out on Friday. Oh, yeah, Rogers. Wow. Oh, those poor guys at Rogers. They had a bad, bad weekend. And it was... Just... So this is interesting, right? Because the, like, Canadian, like, defense minister or whatever said it was not a cyber attack of any sort. Mm-hmm. Could just be Rogers fucking it but up. But I'm like, but the fact that it was like <laughs> cellular and internet, like, really, really sounds like DDoS. You know, like it's like that. Like that's nah. like, li- listening to what? Like, well, it's like it sounds like you got locked out of your own system. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, that, like it could just as easily be an authentication server that manages the whole thing, or it could be that yeah. they're they're peering accounts with other. I don't know. I, I can't wait. I would day. love to hear a really good, um, like a post mortem as to what what happened, but I yeah. doubt we will ever get a good story out of this. The like is Rogers known for their communications? I don't know. <laughs> I might get one. I mean, I might get one too, right? But uh, <laughs> that's not the same. Not that we could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just talk to Rogers. Hey, if you work for Rogers and you want to come on the show, talk about yeah, <laughs> come on, come on down. Or, or if you recently stopped working for Rogers, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you worked for Kiss FM, <laughs> 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 I 
and you just recently, man, those Kiss FM guys must have just been like, lol. <laughs> Screw you, Rogers. Fire me. But yeah, what a, and, and as a result, too, um, like Telus and Bell ultimately crashed a bunch because, like, all everybody who had any redundancies or failovers of multiple ISPs were just like flooding their network, right? Because there's like, yeah. It's it's a roughly three piece shaped pie. So when twelve million people are trying to get on your network, uh, yeah, it's you could call it like four pieced. There's like the big three, and then the last one is divided between Videotron and Shaw and uh, some whatever. regionals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like cell phone wise, like cell service wise, I feel like I wonder how many. Like I heard I heard about that. Like anybody with like an unlocked phone was just like SIM cards, just like Bell and Telus SIM cards, just sold out. Yeah, I'll bet. Um, yeah, just go to the mall and be like, click, click, and there we go. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Did you want to pay cash? Because <laughs> just click, click. Yeah. Well, cr- Interact yeah. stopped. Yeah, Interact stopped completely. Uh, and credit payments were out. But, like, even credit payments could be screwed up because of your if your physical internet was Rogers, mm-hmm. right? Like, the payments could go through because, like, the payment service was up. But if you were relying on, like, a, a Rogers wireless internet, so, like, that didn't necessarily hit us that bad here in Quebec, but apparently, like, in the rest of, like, Ontario and stuff, even if you even if you could pay by credit card, the internet that needed, that the credit card needed to process the payment. Just think about how many billions of dollars were stopped in those little transactions because Interact was down. Like, how mm-hmm. many bottles of Coke did not get purchased? How many packs of gum were just mm-hmm. like, I guess I'm waiting until tomorrow. How many packs of cigarettes didn't get sold that day? I'm not sure where I heard it, but I understand there was like the CRTC or some government officials had a meeting with heads from TELUS, Bell, and Rogers as a result Mm -hmm. of this thing. And you have to wonder, because like it is kind of a national security event. Could have been. Yeah. 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 Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the statement, the statement of it was not a cyber attack came from our government, not from yeah. Rogers. Because I don't think I wouldn't necessarily trust the Rogers media guy to be like it was definitely not a hack. But I think, I think they kind of need to disclose it a little bit. Like maybe uh, not I mean, the details of it, but like Canada, I'm did, Canada yeah. did just announce today or yesterday that they were going to return a bunch of Russian oil turbines to Germany and hmm. Ukraine is really not happy with that. Because why why did we have them? Mm. Oil stuffs. Mm. We're just like here, here's your things back. They're yours. We're not gonna hold them hostage anymore. Hmm. No no explanation was given. Weird. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just not <laughs> not saying Aliens. it's a conspiracy. <laughs> It's not, it's not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. But yeah, no, the Rogers out is we. There was the the Montreal street food festival down in the old port. Uh, mm-hmm. Sarah and I got there like pretty early. We like literally only had thirty dollars of cash in the house. So we're like, okay, well, like we'll grab our cash. And they had said that their ATMs were up, and apparently some people who were there said, yeah, the ATMs were working. But then clearly just got overloaded, and they kept getting mm-hmm. timeouts and connection errors. So like they were not on a on a Rogers connection, but they they were just victim the connection to, got hammered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were just victim to no connection, whatever. So like a bunch of, and a bunch of easily half, if not more than half, of the vendors have those little portable payments that have a little SIM card in them for street food, and we're with Rogers or whatever Rogers or Fido. So, like, easily half of the street food vendors were only taking cash only. Must have been losing their minds because yep. there was a big turnout of people who could not, not spend money spend freely. Money. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was like, we were we were talking about that, like, looking forward to like Oshiaga. I was like, yo, could you imagine, like, if all of a sudden Oshiaga, like, that happened on an Oshiaga day, and you're like, that's genuinely forty thousand people trapped on a site who can't like eat mm-hmm. or how, and how do you get in? They, they've all gone wireless. Uh, it's, it's their app. Now the, the tickets are on your app. Yeah. Really? So you don't can't, have, can't pull up your barcode to get in. Yeah, exactly. What if too, you don't have a phone or you, too, you don't too, get apps too bad? You're not going to Oshiaga, buddy. Really? 
Yeah, it's the it, it, and that's that's not even that's like uh, because of the partnership with Live Nation and stuff like that. That's that's not even an Evenco situation. That that's at a lot of concerts right now. A lot of the big shows and stuff are you <laughs> do it all through their their app and whatever. So that's tap. fucking horrible. Yep. John's like, well, I don't go to many concerts anyway. Yep. <laughs> But if they told me to install an app to buy something, I would be like, well, I guess I'm not buying that. Or... Well, not to buy that, but it's that your ticket is on the app. So I wonder, though. I wonder how else it would go. And because that's the thing. The, the thing that they love about it is that it's like it's live data. So like a screenshot doesn't work. Like there's like a – it like generates a thing and it's probably like almost like an MFA token or whatever. Like when you like load it up, that's the one and you have like X time to scan it. And then that's it. So it's like, in terms of like anti-ticket fraud, it's great because you can't just like take a screenshot or whatever else. Yeah, blah, blah, but blah, that's blah. you don't need to have an app to do that. You need to have an app to track somebody's location. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't think they and and even then, and this is messed up, weird behind the scenes stuff that I've like learned about Oshiaga. Even tracking location, you're like, why would they want my location? They actually kind of do, and like not for even like nefarious purposes. Because if there's a bunch of people, they actually like plan like how they're going to move the lines around to avoid people getting crushed and whatever. If they mm-hmm. notice there's thousands and thousands of people bulking down at the south south stage, they like preemptively like move out like exits and moving and stuff. And I was like, that's actually a pretty reasonable thing to do from tracking people to not get people getting crushed. Hey, Travis Scott. How did that work out for you? I mean, yeah, but there are ways around that that don't involve tracking everybody's exact location. You know, you I, I agree, on the side. but yeah. I'm just saying. But there is like there is a, a actual use case that they that they actually do that has sure. nothing to do with advertising to you. It has everything to do with like uh, those those bathrooms are toast now because way more people are there than we were like predicting and stuff. So they do a lot of weird like maintenance and crowd maneuverings to try mm-hmm. to like prevent weird choke points at stuff which i thought that part's actually kind of neat that said i mean now they're now they know where i am (laughs) at home like i always am Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i bet there was Uh, a lot of like tracking apps that were just spent the last two years going huh (laughs) 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 like you know i bet pokemon go neantics data the last two years has been like, oh, everyone's stolen their couch stuck again. Yeah. They're catching Pikachu's. Yeah. No one's walking. <laughs> I remember like uh Kayla would like peak pandemic was showing me like two of her apps given her sass. Like one was like her, her fitness app or whatever else like that being like, you've only walked like a hundred steps today. She's like I'm sheltering in place. I'm doing it for safety. Like, <laughs> back off fitness app. What am I supposed to do? And, and then the other one was just sort of like, you only spent $20 this weekend on like her budget app. They're like, are you sure? Like, trying to, like <laughs> she's trying to like cheat on her budget app by like not like, paying things. Like that's not wow. normally you spend like three to $400 a weekend. <laughs> like during, during the pandemic, I plugged in the Wii again to mm-hmm. install Wii Fit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, hey, Scott. I haven't seen you for 3,165 days. <laughs> what are you up to? You're like, I have to update my me because my old me has hair. <laughs> Brown hair. <laughs> uh, so, John, did you watch any of Stranger Things at all? We are up to episode four, I want to say. Have so... you heard Kate Bush yet? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't that in the first episode? No. No. no, 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 no. That's in the Dear, Dear Billy episode. That's the episode. It's in. A, well, it... Dear Billy is the one I just saw. It had a big, intense ending sequence with yeah, Lauren. with Kate Bush, where you're running down the road, you're yeah. running up the hill. I'm pretty sure I heard that song at the earlier part of the season. Very briefly. It, yeah. I think it briefly plays on Max's headphones in the first episode, but like I think no, no, no. I think it played when um, I might be wrong, but when L was having like a freakout moment in the first episode, it was like it was like setting up the her having trouble making friends and like integrating with 
Mm, I don't know. Certainly not at the volume and duration of Dear Billy. Like, Dear Billy's the episode that, like, made the song chart. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so and then and then it's playing in the scene when the army shows up and the FBI guy shoots a bunch of their soldiers and no, no, no. it's nope. it's the song that Max has on her headphones to get her out of Vecna's palace, right? Yeah, yeah, where 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 they they put her they put oh, the he- maybe we didn't see that part yet maybe we didn't finish the episode. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about this hour and a half long episodes. They're long. Yeah, the the season finale is I, I I haven't finished it. Like I just I saw that they added the two episodes. They added episode seven and eight. I think like last Friday or two Fridays ago, and one of them was an hour twenty, and I was like, oh, that's actually like short for them. And then they're like finale is two hours and forty or something. I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's a good horror movie finish. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I'm just saying it's like finding that time is a lot harder than like, I'm going to watch an episode. I'll, I'll say this. It does do the same thing that it's done all season long. And it does the Star Wars um, Return of the Jedi finish. Or a bunch of Three different timelines all affecting yeah. each other. Yeah, And it, it does it. Return of the Jedi style, where you're kind of invested in all of them, and they're all kind of important. And I was like, huh. "Well, I mean, you can get I mean, like that, like not to if you're if you're halfway through the season, even like not not for spoilers, but you have one timeline on the West Coast, one timeline on the East Coast, and one timeline in Russia. So you're like, mm-hmm. I can imagine three things happening. All of the Russia stuff is so preposterous." <laughs> It feels almost like cartoony compared to I, other the things. The only reason, it, like the only reason I have any kind of a, like a soft spot for it is that it's, it's it's like at its core like a '80s film. Like it reminds me of like Iron Eagle or a Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, that it, but it it's definitely insane. has its place in the like reimagining of '80s tropes. There's yeah. there's pa- so panoply, many you know, yeah. there's so many homages, especially yeah. in the last two episodes. Like, oh, that's especially the ones I saw that you did. I mean, I mean, there's <laughs> lots more. Yeah, there's there's like a T two homage. I was like, oh, giggling. Mm. There's like a bunch of Red Dawn stuff that happens. It's great. Uh, fucking watch them. I will. I'm like, I have no doubt. I'm. It's literally the only television show this I'm watching show, right it's, now. It's a show about horror and D and D. And guys are my horror movie D and D nerd fans. <laughs> Fuck. I'm almost finished. Yeah, you're not though. <laughs> no, again, remember, yeah, you're right, I, you're right. I didn't realize there's six hours of it left. Like, like my friends at work, they're just like, I don't understand Eddie. Why does everyone like him? I'm like, there's so many people I know that are like Eddie. Eddie's the best. He's the best. Like, <laughs> Eddie's the coolest. Like, how did you guys not know Eddie? They're like, well, we were cool in high school. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of here, you're the kids. basketball team. <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah, no, Eddie. Eddie's uh, again, like <laughs> when they when they go at a certain, a bunch of the older kids got to go to like do something heroic, and it's like like it it goes like Steve, then Nancy, then Robin, and Eddie's like, ah, and just like follows after them. And like mm-hmm. later on, he's like, I don't want you to think I did that to be heroic. I just didn't want to be the only like loser who stayed behind. <laughs> like, he's like, I didn't. Do, I looked I around. Didn't do that I was all by myself. Yeah, so it's like. <laughs> I wasn't really coming to help so much as I just didn't want to be alone. Uh, Eddie's the best. Eddie's great. Yeah. Uh, what do you? I don't just ask oh, Doja Cat. Just the. I saw the the um, one of the best like meme TikTok things or whatever else like that. It's just like Mike gets bullied and Eleven's like and like shoots her powers and whatever else like that. And they're like Elle gets bullied and it cuts to like. Mike just being like, it's not what I would have done. What did you do? <laughs> exactly, just accuses her. <laughs> like, like, yo, when you, when Mike, when you got bullied, your superpower girlfriend, like, through the bullies. Broke a year olds arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> broke a child's arm. When she got bullied, you were like, I can't believe you did, you cried or whatever. Like, does nothing. Also, did you hear about... Didn't uh, she clobber somebody with a ska- roller skate? That was pretty yeah. fucking gnarly. Yeah. yeah, roller skates are not soft ever. Mm-hmm. Also, but did she you hear... still didn't break someone's arm in half with her mind powers. 
which I think was still way more gnarly in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, did you hear that the... So apparently they've, they've, they've been going in and have been, like, patching a couple things in previous seasons. Hmm. Really? Hmm? Crazy. Like what? Yeah. Well, so apparently, like, a couple, like, some of it's, like, weird, like, audio cues. Like, they've added uh, various, Chimes? yeah, they've added, like, various, like, clock noises and stuff into various upside-down thing. Huh. Which is, which is kind of neat and kind of subtle, like, to just. Okay. Well, I, I'm just, dude, I mean, it's, you're allowed. It's your thing. If you're like, if you think of like an author or whatever, they, I don't know. All I think about is when I read the George Cor- uh, George Corman, Gordon Corman Gordon books Corman. now, like they updated the computers and stuff so that the book makes sense. I think that if you have the ability to do it, it's not like, as long as you're not throwing Jar Jar in. Well, hold on now. There was a lot, you know, Lucas got a lot of criticism for changing things. And yeah, like, he, he was also always saying, like, that's how I would have done it if I could have in the first place. And we're, and we're all blessed said. to live in a world that did not permit him to do it how he wanted to in the first place, right? Except you did. You can't find a copy of the original trilogy in its an original form without... I'm sure if you really, really looked, you could. But yeah, and I'm sure if you really, really you, looked, you, you could find the Stranger Things stuff. But I also don't necessarily hate if they're not messing it up. Like, I find that's kind of cool, that if you watch the whole entire thing, you'll hear some clockety shit, so that when, like, Vecna shows up, it's like, oh, man, he's been around. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't But he hasn't. <laughs> but he has. They're though. cheating. Yeah, so. <laughs> so years ago. So wait, years wait, wait, ago. wait, wait. But there's one that's way more, way more egregious than that. And it's, this is because they screwed up real hard. So in like season two or whatever, when Will's going nuts, maybe even season one, they're like trying to get him to remember things. And it is spoken as a line of dialogue. Winona Ryder says that Will's birthday is March 22nd. And then at the roller rink, it's March 22nd. <laughs> and Eleven and Mike just give no shits. That is Will's actual birthday. <laughs> so they they patched it so that Winona just says May twenty second now. That's amazing. So, so they were just because they were like, oh, that's way too shitty. It's kind of on brand for the episode, though. It's I, amazing. I was like, I was like, I kind of would have like, I was like, if... Will's not gay. His friends just forgot his birthday. <laughs> his friends, his family. His everybody, everybody <laughs> forgot Will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I was like, that's the best screw up in the world. I was like, but how are they? I was like, why are they going to patch the thing? Why couldn't they just patch like March twenty second? But then they were like, because they couldn't move because it was spring break. Yeah, <laughs> so like they had to go back into season one to fix it because they were like, they couldn't that's be amazing. on spring break in May. So, there years ago there was a series of comic books called The Untold Tales of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which was mid '90s, late '90s, and it took place between the first twenty ep- issues of Amazing Spider-Man. So it was Peter Parker in high school with his friends, and it was like issue two, he fights the Green Goblin. Untold Tales is the next day. It's like what happened when he had to go to school again the next day. <laughs> It's the whole premise of the book. And then you compare that to the season two of Picard, which I just finished. Mm. How did that go? It was rough. It was rough. Season one was fun and and nerdy. Mm -hmm. Season two was all set in modern day times. Like you mean present day today? Present day today today. And had a lot to do with Picard's family and his mom and his dad. You remember that episode where Picard goes back to the wine yard and, and meets his brother? Mm, not particularly, but they, I did watch fight. the Red Letter Media critique of this. So Yeah, they, they fight yeah. in the mud, and it's like his his brother was like, you went off to space, and I stayed here and did the job of our family. Yeah. They don't mention his brother at all in 10 episodes of Star Trek Picard. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, okay, but they're doing a new thing? No. They play so heavily off nitpicking all the details from the next generation like it's it's all about q and the borg and 
seven of nine and, and knowing all these little gynen and knowing all these little details about the show. And it, it just fucking forgot he had a brother and never addressed it the whole way through. <laughs> Weird and shitty. And like, it, it's all about Picard's family. Like, it's all about him growing up as a kid. And he just what, what, is, what is this story? Like, how, what, do, what do we do with this character who's, like, at the end of his life? I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what, what, kind of, what even what kind of a show it is, really. I would, are you a TNG fan? I think I am. Yeah. Then watch the first season of Picard, and it's great. Yeah? It, it's very much about, like, an 80-year-old retired person who spent his life going on crazy adventures and saving the universe and trying to figure out what to do with himself after that. Hmm. And that doesn't the, sound that exciting. I mean, like maybe. Well, okay. And the Borg shows up and they're trying to figure that out. And what they do that's great and nitpicky is like they exist in the Star Trek universe. So they have captured a Borg cube and they're like analyzing it and going over everything and the two people they have in charge of this or working very advanced stuff on on the project are seven of nine and hugh wait hugh got deborged hugh got given a personality and sent back to the borg so oh, comes, yeah, yeah 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 of course he comes he comes back and is like hey i'm i'm one of the project managers on this thing and Picard, <laughs> nice to see you again and it's like yeah of course they 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 did this crazy thing with the Borg and he was there and like, why not bring him back? Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. And like, they kind of touch base with some of the other characters when, when they're on the run, they introduce some new characters and it's, it's fine and good. And season two was just clunky and oddly topical for modern day politics. <laughs> one of the, mm. one of the characters gets racially profiled by the police and it's like, uh, I, I get it. And I, it's fine. And Star Trek should be political, but it just seemed so on the nose that it felt. I mean, OG series is pretty on the nose. Sure. The thing was, it, it, it put like a, a vision of like, what do we want it to look like? And well, it, yeah, and but then every alien culture different. that they, they encountered was like a, straight up allegory to sure 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 but that's that's a that's a far cry more literate than like transporting your characters to modern day america and then having one of them get racially profiled like what the, the, the <laughs> is that even a literary device anymore or is it just somebody writing angry an angry blog post about ra- racial profiling yeah it, it was it was clunky and ham-fisted yeah. and the first season seemed like interested and and made by fans who wanted to pull stuff like they read a draft of the plot and were like oh you know it would be cool if we pulled out this obscure detail and season two was like not that like oh maybe it'd be interesting if we've mentioned his brother that grew up in that household with all of them no let's let's not do that it's weird and Guinan meets Picard in the 21st century, and she's like, oh, we're supposed to be friends in the future? I was like, bitch, you met in Mark Twain times. <laughs> <laughs> you know him, and uh, you would remember him, because you do remember him. Man, that's some lazy fucking writers right there. Right, like <laughs> Particularly just... with Guinan and Picard, it's like the mystery of their relationship was enduring through the whole, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she meets him in 2021, and She's like, who the hell are you? I'm like, yeah, but oh, fuck, you remember him 400 years later. <laughs> like, it's only been, you know, what, 100 years this time? Like, I hate this so much. How do they even, how does that even happen? You know, like, like, what, like, where, where's the nerd squad to be like, uh, actually, or is it just like people who were just like, I don't care. They just okay. gave up and don't pay those guys and they just or, do like, whatever. You don't even have to. If you were to type in Guinan Picard relationship, you'd get the fan wiki, and it the would tell you. The fan wiki would not forget that. Yeah, that they it might. would tell you. You would do okay. I'm writing a story about Guinan and Picard. I'm going to read for ten minutes. It'll pull no. up all the episodes. If I really want to, I can go watch them again because it's all on all on Netflix. Now. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, great. How do I balance these two plots? And they just don't. They just steamroll it. It felt like a bad novel. 
Ugh. Yeah. Was she's it one, like? She's are, the one, lots of fun. Are, it, does the internet agree? I don't know if you're like the internet fucking hates them. Yeah, but I think the real, internet like the first bad. season. No. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a good amount of like Picard season one love on on various various mm-hmm. channels. Maybe I'm tainted think, by only watching Red Letter Media. Yeah, I think, I think people it. didn't like yeah. like the new characters that they introduced in season one, but they're fine. That's cool. I'm all for more. Yeah, I don't think it was guys. Yeah. Um, season two, not not great. Even Q wasn't enough to save it, and Q's always great. Like John Delancey is, is always he great. Always great. Yes, John he's always, always whimsical. Great. Yes. Isn't he also the bad guy in My Little Pony? Yes. And do you know why he is? It's the best story ever. He was doing nope. a documentary on My Little Pony fans and Bronies. saw that Bronies <laughs> and and saw that like people were bullying them online when the documentary was was being put together. And I was like, these guys are just fans of magical ponies. This sucks that people are being so mean to them. There's no malice here at all. It's weird, but whatever. And they're like, thank you for saying that. Do you want to be on the show? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so he's he's like, on the he's show a bunch. He's like the big bad, no? Like, or He's a big bad for a season who becomes an ally because friendship is magic and there's no show in the world that adheres more to its mantra than My Little Pony. I see. I've seen a lot of My Little Pony. I was like, I guess. How much My Little Pony is there? A lot. Eight seasons in a movie? Wow, wow, wow. And... It's My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, just like G.I. Joe, the real American hero. That's what mm-hmm. differentiates it from other series. <laughs> and it's... There's nothing that adheres to its core conceit more than that show. Every problem is solved by friendship and magic, because friendship is magic. <laughs> Lather, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcast, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.